Hello and welcome to Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined by, all the way from another bit of London, it's comedian Sarah Barron. How are you doing? Very well, thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Thank you for coming. It's been a long time in the making, this episode. Yes, my God. Thanks for thanks for bearing with. No, we've we've missed each other so many times. We've cancelled, you've cancelled, but then it's all in the end. We're here we all are. here. And it's a great episode as well. Oh my god, what an episode. It's my yeah. it's my favorite from the entire show. I think from it's the, in- the from the entire show, this is my this is my favorite episode. I know uh, this this is this is unusual. It's unusual, but it's it's my favorite one. I have to admit something to you guys about my own Seinfeld journey, which is that I've started watching it again. And I've I've never been someone who's like 100% loved it. It's more been like a real respect, but not the truest, deepest love. And something on this watch, my husband and I have been watching it like when we go to bed at night. Mm. But I started falling off a cliff with it. And my husband was like, I wonder if you, because we're thinking about Curb, because the final season of Curb is coming back at the time of recording. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if I have an issue with David Free Seinfeld. If that, mm. like, if there's something about when he left, there's some piece, you know, there's this very significant piece that goes. But then when I was watching this, which I'm not mistaken, like Larry David is off by season nine, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, this is, I think it's just I shouldn't watch it at night. I think I need <laughs> to be watching when I'm very alert because I couldn't believe how spectacular I thought it was. It, this was a very to, Larry David coded episode. In the, episode, in the daytime, it needs to be You're like comple- it's it's like part of it's, your morning routine. Like you got to wake yes. up, meditate, watch some post David Seinfeld, get on with your day. Mm. I completely. It's not for winding down. It's for an alert moment in your day, mm. or or earlier evening. That's and that is the official recommendation. Seinfeld with your morning coffee. You know, mm. um, Seinfeld early, Seinfeld often. Uh, I knew this was a good episode because I was watching it on my own and my girlfriend was on the other side of the room, like on her phone or something. And then from overhearing the episode, she came over and joined me watching it. You know, like when a cat wants to see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and this is a rare occurrence. She doesn't often join me for the Seinfeld. So um, we're getting we're getting some titters out of Annabelle. That's all you can so, expect. Yeah, it's a high bar. It's a high bar. Um, so... Uh, this episode, it is, uh, I believe, is it season nine, episode nine? Yeah, I think oh. so. That sounds right. Uh, just, yeah, season nine, episode nine, the apology, um, and we get and we get David Spader, James Spader, James Spader, David Spader. Oh, sorry, I'm confusing <laughs> Fancy David Spader and James Spader. Spader. Yeah, there's too many names in Hollywood. That's my take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too many guys you got to know about. Yeah, but like James Spader's not just. Not just your typical guy. James Spader is the king of the guys. Icon. What a what mm. a rhythm he speaks with. Mm. It's so, it's so mm. un, it's so unusual. I also think really that is. like pre like mid to late eighties, early nineties, James Spader, I think, has potentially one of the most perfect faces in history. Oh, that's interesting. I'm interested in what you think about this, Sarah, because I was I was going on and on about his perfect face when I was rewatching it. Okay, <laughs> I so in the most res- 
respectful way, I disagree. So I agree with you. And it's very, <laughs> there is a very funny bit of Amy Schumer stand up where she talks about like the way that regular people talk about celebrities. It's like, well, Bradley Cooper's hot, but he's not like the hottest. And it's like, no, no, no. If you saw Bradley Co- Cooper in person, you would like instantly bend over to let him fuck you. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's, this is stupid to ever be talking about how these people are not anything other than insanely gorgeous. So it is stupid for me to talk about how James Spader is anything other than supremely gorgeous. And I want to lay that down as a opening, mm-hmm. an opening response. But then I think by Hollywood standards, Phoebe, mm. it is perfect. It is artful. I would, it would, I could make sense of that face in a museum, mm. but it doesn't, mm. it doesn't stir me in the way a young Keanu. See, that's interesting. Or mm. even a young Andrew Shue might stir me. Andrew Shue. Yeah. Is it who played in Pretty in Pink where um, James Spader was the bad guy and Molly Ringwald? And these are slightly American centric films. I do know that. Mm. But plenty of British gals and boys have seen Pretty in Pink. So he was mm. Molly Ringwald's like love interest and James Spader was like the shitty, mean, popular guy. So this is so interesting because this is Andrew McCarthy. This is li- Andrew uh, McCarthy. That's something of not okay. Andrew Shue, Andrew McCarthy. I was literally <laughs> about I just, to- I just can't get over the fact there's a guy called Andrew Shue. Elizabeth Shue, you know who Elizabeth Shue is, right? So she has a <laughs> well, brother. We were waiting for the other shoe to drop. Turns out <laughs> there is another one. Andrew Shue was a very hot brother of Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. From um, anyway, these, this is just we're getting too deep into the eighties, but he okay. was beautiful. See, I've n- I've never I've never heard of Andrew Shue. I am of course familiar with Andrew McCarthy, and I was okay. I was gonna say I feel like she means. I feel like I feel like maybe. Uh, you have to have seen Pretty in Pink at quite a formative time in your life for mm. you to have to to really have the kind of the 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 speeder the speeder vibe. But you cl- you clearly have as well. So I'm wondering well, if how, are you comfortable discussing your your age, Phoebe? <laughs> um, we have a running joke on the show that I never say how old I am. I could be anything. Oh, could be anything okay. between like fifteen and fifteen. No one fucking knows, and we're gonna and we're gonna okay. keep it like that. Put it put it this, okay. put it this way. I saw Pretty in Pink for the first time when I was very much in the kind of the early Larval crush stage uh-huh, of things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, and to yeah. my and to my mind, like get rid of, get rid of Ducky. Fuck him. Fuck Ducky. Oh, who, shit. Like, who, okay. who cares? Get rid of Blaine. Like, go with Steph. Go with Steph. Ducky. Always go with Steph. Oh my gosh. Have you never seen Pretty in Pink, Milo? I assume you haven't. It's, I think it's one of the few John Hughes films that I haven't seen. Mm. You should see it. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, in a way. Yeah. In a it's way. Got, it's, got, it's got its... It's got... It's one of Annabelle's favourites. It's got, it's got um, its energies. It's got its energies. But mainly it has, um, it has James Spader kind of sleezing around in a linen suit oh my god Ooh. yeah that's exactly what happens isn't <laughs> yeah it? he sleezes, he sleezes around, around in a linen, in a linen suit. suit with his perfect like the man face. from del monte he's he's yeah, yeah. well it's, unfortunately there is a little bit of a man from del monte vibe uh it's got some it's because well, a lot of people don't know this but james spader actually worked for the united fruit company <laughs> yeah well that's why that's why people have um have a little bit of an issue yeah an issue with him. Yeah, he did a lot of union busting in Central America. Well, I mean, worse, like even wor- even worse than that. He's got a, he's got a serious body count, a fruit based body count. Does 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 the does the beautiful, perfect face James Vader? That's the price you pay. It is the, 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 the price you pay for 
for seeing him <laughs> sleezing around in his loafers with no socks on. Um, mm. This is a good time, I think, to share my James Spader fact. I t- okay. Whenever he comes up, I tell people this fact. There is people are on a spectrum of interest about <laughs> about about how how interesting they find this fact. Okay. This fact. Uh, James Spader has in his in his kind of younger acting life has mainly played has mainly played perverts. He's got a re- he's really kind of carved out a mm. kind of perv niche for himself. Right. And this is partly because he is incredibly short-sighted. He has really really bad astigmatism to the extent that contact lenses can't correct it. So if he is in a role where he is not allowed to wear his glasses, he can't see the person that he is speaking to. And so that has kind of, so that's kind of coalesced to produce this very specific kind of sleazy, pervy expression that he pulls at people. And it's because he cannot see them. Ah. That is so interesting. That's my James Spader mm. fact. So if you see him in, is he a pervert or is he just? Short <laughs> is he a pervert or is he just short sighted? Question you should be asking. Everyone yourself. you should be asking, because uh, then what do the short sighted perverts do? Then they're in they're, they're in trouble. But if you see yeah. him in Stargate, where he is, or if they got an amazing cover, yeah, also true, also true. In fact, every time you see someone in glasses, you should be snatching them off their face, because that's a pervert who you should be interrupting. I think it's a bit. <laughs> That's my, that's my position. Um, yeah. And uh, mm. so if you see him in Stargate, when he is allowed to wear his glasses because he plays a space scientist, and everyone knows space scientists. Yeah. Sort of person who would wear glasses. Space scientists, yeah. they come in two varieties. Glasses, Nazis. Never the twain shall meet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so he has, gla- so he has glasses on. And he wasn't allowed to wear and he doesn't do the per he doesn't do the pervert face in Stargate because he can see the people mm. that he is that he is interacting with. But uh, Crash, Sex, Lies and Videotape, Pretty in Pink, and it's got to be said, this episode of Seinfeld, Pervert Face. Interesting. That is interesting. Well, at, speaking of which, Phoebe, what what uh, what day was this episode recorded on? Such a great question. Or released on, It rather. was released on uh, the 11th of December, 1997. Mm. Wow. So... We're rolling up on Christmas 97 Rolling up here. on Christmas 97. This is a kind of pre-Christmas treat for the spader heads. This is competing for the top spot with uh, Cold Feet. What, in 1997? Yeah, I think that was when Cold Feet started. Oh. What's Cold Feet? <laughs> the really shit <laughs> British TV <laughs> drama. It's okay. <laughs> They're around for quite a long time. It's sort of comedy Good. drama, I guess. People loved it at the time. Yeah, it had, it had James Nesbitt in it. It did have James oh, Nesbitt. Says- Nobody outside this country knows who James Nesbitt is. I I no, know no. the name, but I bet I bet I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Maybe I could. First episode ninety eight. My apologies. Oh. I see. I thought it was earlier. I would have guessed like ninety five, ninety six for Cold mm. Feet. This is not an interesting line of discussion, so I'm gonna just cut. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut. Yeah. Just gonna cut. I'm just gonna cut. It Daisy short. Edgar Jones was in it. Wow, she must have been a child. Who's Daisy Edgar Jones. Oh, yeah, the girl from Normal, normal People. people. Yeah. That cannot be go. true, can it? <laughs> How old is she? I, she must have been playing a child, surely. Yeah. I guess in a later season, because I think she's younger than me. I honestly couldn't. I honestly couldn't tell you. I think she was like born in the 90s, but only just. Only just. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we digress. Um, Anything happened on the 11th of December, 97? Actually, yes. It was the uh, date yeah. of the Kyoto Climate Conference. Coyote climate, where they got all the coyotes together. Yes, that's right. 
to talk about the climate. Is that not how you say it? Is it Kyoto? I, d- I don't know, but I don't know what you're talking about. The, I think that's the, the really, Japanese really city? famous Japanese climate oh, conference. Oh, Kyoto. All right, fine, Kyoto. That was fine. I that was close. Yeah, I said coyote. That's definitely what it sounded like. Um, this may have been a symptom of the call. Potentially. Well, that was that. But yeah, I was that, enjoying this is, imagining this is, this all the coyotes. Is the, this was the famous one. I didn't realize it was this long ago. Mm. I thought it was more recent. Yeah. Crazy because it's all it's all resolved now, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. So that's so that's quite so that's one of the, one of the quite sort of heartwarming on this day yeah. because we're just like oh oh, we, oh well, we've handled that fine yeah. Um, the other right. thing that happened on this day, which we definitely have handled, I think, which is a federal judge orders Microsoft not to bundle IE four in Windows. What is oh Internet Explorer so. four? Right, 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 right. Not allowed to not bundle allowed that. to bundle it, and that that's been taken mm. care of. So I think we can all rest easy yeah. in our beds at night. It's Microsoft Edge yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. Microsoft has never really given up on trying to get you to use their, their web browser, even though no one does. Um, apart from <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't know how to change um, the, 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 like the, a, the default web browser or the default search engine on her work laptop. And so she's just always like sending me links to like Bing searches that she's done. <laughs> And I'm like, why are you using Bing? She's like, I don't know how to turn it off. That I really, I, I identify mm. with that. I really yeah. identify with that. Mm. It's like living with a boomer, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got, I think I've got that uh, energy to me, which is not what any of us want. But I've, I've had to confront it. <laughs> You're binging stuff on the regular. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I have the, I can't Google things well. I said to this friend, like, if I Google it, I'll somehow get the wrong information. And I'll say, like, I think you wanted me to Google when the deadline was for X. So I did it. And the date mm. I found was February 7th. But you should probably verify that because I just, I'm, I'm constantly winding up with misinformation. And I just mm. know to not. Yeah, Jeeves is not always reliable. No, like he's not, as him. it turns out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But he's not. He's not necessarily going to give you the correct answer. You know, yeah. I think it's entirely possible now that like stuff like Ask Jeeves or Bing or whatever is probably a slightly more reliable search engine because of how much how much of Google results have been taken over by like ChatGPT. Yeah, it is. It it's is like weird. why I still use my um, Yahoo. Like speaking of being a boomer, it's why I still use my Yahoo email address because it never gets hacked. Never gets hacked, never gets fished, because no one knows that it still exists. The land that hackers forgot, Yahoo, Hotmail. Earthlink, Earthlink must be safe. I don't even know what that is. My mother had an Earthlink forever. Mm. Earthlink.net. Feels like a very like hippie type email service. (laughs) Yeah. We're all linked to the earth at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You get a free crystal just for subscribing. Um. (laughs) So this episode of Seinfeld, um, we've got a number of uh, interesting little little plot lines. Phoebe, you got anything you want to start with in particular? Uh, I think we should start with 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 Jerry's plot line. I just also fe- um, as mm. as well as this being my favorite ever episode, it's got my favorite ever Elaine line reading. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. She 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 honestly she should have been given some kind of I don't know like Olivier Award for it. <laughs> the Olivier Award for bringing. There her should in. be a. There should be yeah. a. The Ask Jeeves sh- Award for Seinfeld line. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you got these days. You know, you got the. Uh, you know, got, you've got the gender swap Shakespeare. You know, you got that these days. Mm. JLD Hamlet. Mm. That's my proposition. Gender swap Shakespeare, where all the men are played by little girls. I'm sorry. 
Well, you know, because they used to use little boys to play the women. Cause sure. You could only have men. So. Oh, I see. You know, I see. Uh, I see. I see <laughs> what you mean. Sorry, that that sounds. I'm Hamlet. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like a four-year-old girl. Like, I'm, uh, um, I'm a cello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah was looking very just like, like gently it. inquisitive. I liked it. <laughs> just like interesting, interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the kind of thoughts we have on this pod. I you like know? it. Pure. Yeah. Yeah, very pure. Um, yeah, Jerry's plot line is great. He's uh, he's got a monster of the week again, and we've not had as many in recent seasons. Well, wait, can I interrupt? What I was actually waiting for is I thought you were going to say the line, Phoebe, that was your favorite no, gonna, ever no, no, JLD no, just, line. I was just teasing it. We're going to get to the line. Mm. Oh, okay, great. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you thought she was going to say like to, to be or not to be in the like four year old girl voice. Be good. That is the question. <laughs> it's, I'm just doing Julie Burchill. Actually. Yeah, that's cl- yeah. Right. I, in fact, that's a good point. I've got a bone to pick with you about that, Edwards. Right. I've, I've noticed you using my Julie Burchill voice and getting credited for it by the Trash Future Hogs. I've seen it. I've seen this going on. And they all think it's your voice. It's not your voice. It's my voice. Unbelievable. The Birchill. Unbelievable. <laughs> called out. Called, called out for my Called out on the pod. for Birchill voice theft. Mm. Birchill. I mean, we're all at the end of the day stealing Julie Birchill's voice. That's a really good point. We're, um, all, we're, all, we're all her ventriloquist dummies. A voice which she herself has stolen from booze and fags. Um. So, uh, Sarah, do you know d- who Julie Birchill is? Julie joke there. I, a vague. She's a famous. She's a very famous actress, correct? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, no. no? Um, oh, in a way, okay, that's quite don't. perceptive, though. <laughs> in a way, in a way. I'll Google her now. Yeah, she pretends to think things. Pretends to know things. She's an actress of sorts. She's an a she's a mental sorts, newspaper columnist. Oh yes, 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 yes. This is um I never know who anyone is. And I had a very traumatic experience in high school where like two really smart boys made fun of me for always acting like I know and then never really knowing anything. So this is all a really triggering moment for me. But but it I just I never really know who anyone is, and then I try and blag it. Acting like you know is a great skill, though. Yeah, but I think I do a bad job is the problem. So she's like a crazy writer, and that's her voice. And she and she has a and she talks like this. She's got a cut. No, I think it's a very serious problem. And it, it, she sounds like she's she sounds like she's a kind of like she is a cartoon mouse being strangled by a cartoon cat all the time. Mm. Yeah, she's got a Tom and Jerry ass. Got Tom and Jerry. No, I can't. I really hate child. Like, if it was to turn out like, oh, here's a little cartoon character that you're doing mm. from like a, a children's TV show, I'd think it was cute. But when when adults have mm. child voices, it's. I mean, does she have a medical no, condition? I checked. I, no. I, after I started doing this voice, I was suddenly like, God, I really hope that she doesn't have like cancer of the esophagus or something, because then I feel like such a right, dick. Right. And I looked it up. No, it's mm. just how she chooses to speak. No. And she's not no. a nice no. person. Is that oh, I, don't, no. I don't want to start talking and saying bad things if she's like no. lovely, oh, but if she oh, writes no, bad she is, things, she is not. She is. She writes not bad a nice, things, she is right? Not a nice person. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you asked, does she have a medical condition? I was like, does being mental qualify as a medical <laughs> she, condition? She, Perhaps she, it so, does. she used to be yeah. a um, a music a music journalist, 
and something happens to music journalists in this in this country I don't know I don't know quite I don't know quite what it is I feel like they sort of hit a kind of certain level of having written having written music reviews and then they get taken into a special room uh, and have a poison in, a sort of slow acting poison injected into their brain and uh, then they start saying oh the only reason that you'd be against the Iraq the invasion of Iraq is because you're a pansy um and that is a direct right. that's a direct quote I'm not just being I'm not being unfair right um, also Milo you got yeah she was a music journalist she was always writing about the enemy within <laughs> yeah very good Milo you got to take this yeah. bit out but I think it is relevant information She's a real, real piece of shit. She also goes around, <laughs> and that's where we'll cut back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, mm. something is written in the state of Denmark. Yeah, that's all I know from Hamlet. That's probably all, I've got. all the ba- all the bacon which we've allowed to go off to thine to thine own self be true. Yeah. Um. So Jerry's plot line um is that he's dating got monster of the week. He's dating this woman. Yeah, monster of the week. Um, and uh, she likes to be naked all the time, which initially Jerry finds to be uh, a kind of a titillating novelty because uh, she's there, you know, boobs akimbo, e- eating her bran flakes. But then over time, it begins to wear on Jerry. Um, I'm not a naked around the house person, not for reasons of prudishness, but I just don't. I, I don't find it particularly. I would much rather be wearing comfortable clothes than being fully naked. But I'm disagreed with this on this by many I know. Oh, I think of I think of that as sort of the 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 nor the standard opinion. Mm. Don't I think most people because there's like naked around the house isn't a, a clearly marked thing, right? So like that you will be naked in front of a family member, mm. you right. know, is one is sort of one thing. So like I will pop out of the closet or something without mm. a top on in front of my oh. young son, which be might, like you know is, is yeah yeah. <laughs> Ah! But I wouldn't like walk all the way downstairs to get myself a coffee without items on my body. Mm-hmm. I mm. find that alarming. But I feel like clothes when you sleep are very, very strange, which I know I'm in the minority on. But like I I have been mm. known to fall asleep and take my clothes off while I'm sleeping. Oh, because wow. it feels so bizarre to me to have like pajamas oh, on. That's interesting. Like night, night, Sarah is taking the clothes off. Yeah, exactly. I did it once. I like slept over at a friend's house, and I woke up in the morning and was like, "Oh my god!" I've like I took off my t-shirt and my like boxer shorts in the night. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I thought like as per, it's um, it's not just the idea of nakedness, right? It's like yeah, hot naked activities and And gross gross naked activities activities. and that is the elevated idea that makes it so Seinfeldian yeah I think yeah it was the bit where Jerry says naked hairbrushing good naked crouching bad and and he's so right for that naked crouching is so whenever you have to crouch down in the shower to pick up a bottle or something you're like oh this isn't I'm glad that this is you know not seen by the eyes of God well this is the problem that's where that's where God really likes to have a look at you in the shower (laughs) God is Kramer code. It's because God yeah. can't see. Mm. So that's why he's got his pervert face on for when you're in the shower. And yeah, and his Kramer coded. That's a that's a that's a really good connection to the Kramer plot. 
Nice. That's me. Good. What is what is the art of stand up comedy but making, making connections? But making connections. Mm. I think that yeah, I think that the the point of the of, of Jerry's plot is what people always say about about nudism and the reason that people don't find nudism particularly titillating is that watching Because it's done by Germans. First of all, because it's done by Germans, which is not helping anyone. Second, <laughs> because it's it's sort of it's sort of weird to see people doing clothed activities without clothes it makes them look like a kind mm. of like a kind of like a bear or a duck mm. and you want to see you want to see people in clothes yeah. i think because it like the like the the titillation of nudity is because of the contrast with the clothes i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you can imagine like frank sinatra singing naked you know, no, like just doing my Too way ridiculous. and nothing but a trilby. Yeah, like you can't imagine like kind of Cary Grant yeah. like trying to trying to get, pick something off the floor of the shower and it kind of slipping out of his yeah. slipping out of his hands. <laughs> chasing. I don't the, think anyone was naked in that. Man. Yeah, see, yeah, no, 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 era. Not, I think they all. they those suits were like grafted on. Yeah, from from birth in in the womb probably mm. you had to take a special yeah. pill. I, I think as is my as is my understanding. Yeah. That was that was like a a nineteen thirties like uh, Gentile bris. You had like the 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 suit was sewn onto the baby ceremonially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. So we were talking about um, Jerry's naked Jerry's naked girlfriend Jerry's, Jerry's, before Jerry's, my Jerry's, Jerry's, na- Jerry's naked girlfriend power cut set in. Yeah, and, and he gets uh, revolted by her coughing while naked. That's his that's brilliant. his that's his ick. <laughs> yeah, um, like. I'm just trying to think of what I think the most, the most kind of I I don't care for this. Someone someone doing naked would ha- would have to be. I'm 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 not like I'm not entirely positive about it. I'm not I'm not crazy about seeing people eating naked. Mm. Oh no, that's disgusting, right? Mm. I mean, there could be a yeah. beach. You could be on a summer holiday, and there's some bit of privacy, and you open a door onto an outdoor space that you don't usually have but you're at an Airbnb and it's a warm climate and you walk outside and you have a bite of something you're like wow I'm naked mm. in the open air like maybe that's mm. okay for two minutes once a year mm. but any other naked eating I just don't <laughs> understand yeah eating like a roast dinner naked insane oh my god it maybe like a little bit of tropical fruit in your when you're in bed yeah when like I a mean, lover maybe... has brought it to you See, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm as hardline as you on this one, Sarah. I think that I think that if something can be eaten with your fingers, then there is a kind of certain kind of like a goujon, like exactly sure. like a goujon, like a like a piece of fruit, <laughs> like a slice of pizza, <laughs> yeah, if you like, yeah, like a, a goujon. Please never let me find out about you eating goujons naked, Milo, because I I have to respect you as a colleague. And chicken, that's- chicken select <laughs> in bed. <laughs> Um, I think so. I think that there's a coming and then immediately of... going. Bring me the chicken select. <laughs> I am quite uh, famished for your post nut chicken. I think that yeah, should be something right. that should be normalised. Frankly, yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah why it not? should. It look. It should. We used to eat naked, right? Like so. It should feel normal, but it just doesn't. It just. I, it I just struggle doesn't. with it. I think. Yeah. I think there's a sort of. I think there's a kind of. Sort of disgusting bacchanalic mm. sort of energy of eating something with your fingers naked. I don't want to see someone with a spoon naked. Mm. No, 
I don't want to see you eating soup naked. Do you know what? We keep talking about naked and I feel like, it, and I mean, I think we're all on the same page. It's it's like genitals exposed versus covered is very crucial mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm thinking if someone was in underwear mm. and they were attractive, <laughs> then I guess it would be kind of nice to watch someone eat a few different things. I, I agree. I think mm. the policy holds that you want to be able to hold it in your hand. But mm. underpants yeah. on, I could manage a lot. Underpants mm. off, I can handle nothing. It's too absurd. It's too absurd. In and out of the shower, washing yourself or sexual context. Otherwise, genitals, they're, they're too silly. They're all just too mm. silly. Mm. I have yeah. to say, I am a, I am a, 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 a need... Wanderer. You're a wild woman. Yeah, I like You're a I like wild to, and free woman, Phoebe. I like to wander around the house. Okay. Mm. In in my pelt. Or rather, or more specifically, and this and this is something that my, my boyfriend does not like, in in all fairness, is it is because my feet get very cold. So I quite often kind of tool around the place with no clothes on and slippers or socks. Oh, that's Ooh. very interesting. Like kind of fuzzy house. That is quite socks. perverted. Um, and another another fun connection with this episode in fact is that i have a pair of slippers that are shaped like massive paws which i've had Mm. for a long time and he hates them he would he would dearly love to dispose of them when i'm not watching but i like but i'm wise to this so i move them around the house so he can't find them how long (laughs) have you been with your boyfriend for uh, long enough that he is familiar with the slippers. Nice. Yeah, this is sounding like some <laughs> real intimate shit, which I really appreciate. I mean, like we we li- we, li- we live together. He knows about the yeah, slippers. Yeah, he knows li- you. But as like yeah. when we when we start when we started seeing each other, I thought it would be funny to send him a series of a series of nudes with the slippers on, and he was yeah. like. Why have you done? Why have you done this? This is this is horrible. And I'm like, yeah, but it's it's funny. Um, Mm. I think it's really I think it's really funny this is the first in a long line of bits which I'm going to enjoy and you are not (laughs) and and you my friend are not Um, yeah so that's so that's something so that's something I like to do and like obviously I could just stick some clothes on that is something that is within my power but I'm fine I'm comfortable it's your home you have to be you in the space of your home Exactly. Yeah. Sarah, do you have um, any bits that you like to do that your husband despises? <laughs> it's a really good, you know, I, I don't think I do. I think I have habits that he finds disgusting. Mm. But I don't think I have bit. I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm doing anything quite as clever or as fun spirited <laughs> as a bit. Um, like I, I have unbelievable burps, you know, and I just think wow. he, he just. It, it 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 crosses a line with him, I think, and so I try to temper it. But once in a while, I like I genuinely forget that I share a house with someone, and I just do what I can do, and just I, I, and then he like I can see him be like, it's sad that this is my life, you know. It's only ever like a half a second, but I see it. But you know, he's got his stuff, so <laughs> he's got it. This he's is long term, you know. That's why, like, once you're in it long term, you're all you, you just got it. You got to really be free. I don't understand yeah. these people who are like well, they've been together twenty years and you know it's still so like there's like a hair of mystery there. I don't know how they do it. Mm. I admire it, but I don't understand it. Yeah, the gossamer thin web of mystery. Yeah, yeah. You just have to rely on the idea of being out there being sufficiently horrifying that they will, <laughs> that they will tolerate your 
repulsive giant flo- giant paw slippers and like and I, I, again i can't stress this enough i i have had these i think i must have had them for for over 15 years yeah that's mm. a lot um, it's it's a long, a long time. time there's a kind of there's a rip in the sole of of one of them they like i like they they have they they're, they're not like dirty or anything they have been they have been washed but they're they're not they're not easy to get to get really the kind of clean that you want something and now this is elaine coded george is is david puddy he's upset by your your old slippers (laughs) upset by my that's why i said it was another connection to this episode maybe this is why Mm. i like it so much because i relate to so many different parts of it yeah i'm melissa i'm elaine um so yeah, basically Jerry, uh, he's not he's not keen on he's not keen on this. Um, George, meanwhile, has become obsessed with the fact that someone they know is going through AA and is at the stage where he has to go around apologising to all the people that he's wronged. He finds out about this because the guys apologised to Elaine for um, standing her up on a date once. This is this is the man played by James Spader, and uh, George has a beef with James Spader that uh, he once asked to borrow a cashmere sweater while at, at a party at his apartment because it was cold. And he said, no, you'll stretch the neck hole out. Implying that George has a very big head. Um, this is a new insecurity for Costanza. I've not, I've not had his like big head come up before. We've had Elaine's big head. Mm. Head so size is a big thing for people. I think a big, a big head is better than a small head. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. There's something about a bit eldritch about a head that's too small. A, a bit what-ish? Sorry, I missed what you said. Too small. A bit eldritch. Oh, eldritch. Yeah. Like, like you that. know... It's otherworldly, spooky. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ancient. Speaking of ancient horrors. I see. Oh. Mm, yeah. Whereas a head that's a head that's too big, just it's a bit more like medical. <laughs> like, see, like something's yeah. happened. That's, I think, a really good point and then makes a big head sound worse than a small head. Like you, It would be better to look of the ancient worlds or mystical mm. somehow than mm. medical. <laughs> I just knew I a think, guy yeah, once with a really <laughs> tiny head and it was a horrible look. But listening mm. to you describe it now, you might have you might have swayed me after all these years of my previously held opinion. So I think it's, I think it's all a matter of proportion. If you've got a huge head and a little tiny face... That's that's a particularly unfortunate situation that's happening. Mm. But if you've got a small head and like, and the face is really kind of like it's it's really like putting its time in. Like your face is like is like filling the head with its with its whole pussy, if you like. Mm. Mm. You know, it's kind of really putting its back into filling up the head. <laughs> your face is covering your tiny head, like chin to sort of like the bottom chin, of the skull. Yeah. You know, it's going all the way round. Yeah. Uh, I used to have a, um, I used to have a hat in this house show I used to live in. It wasn't my hat. It was a kind of a sort of house hat. And the house hat determined whether or not you had a normal sized head. Because if it was too big for right. you, then it was like a kind of sorting hat, but for I don't for like head measurements, I guess it was a really weird. It was a really right. weird custom in this in this house that anyone who came into the house was obliged to put the hat on to see if they mm-hmm. had an unnaturally big head or an unnaturally small head. <laughs> you that had was, to have like was, one very specific sized weird. head, otherwise <laughs> yeah. your head was but, too big or too but small. The th- but the thing is, is that the head. 
is that the hat rather was the hat was like was was a was Thomas More's utopia. It did it couldn't exist. It like the perfect size head. It actually didn't exist. It was a real mm. kind of hell as other people situation so with this hat because nobody fit people. into the hat. Because mm. I have a small head and the hat was huge on me. One of my housemates had a had a big head and it was really tight. But then somebody like somebody came around who I would have said would would have had just like a bang average normal head, and they had some issue with the hat as well. Mm. Hat blaming. Yeah. yeah, I'm blaming. I'm 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 blaming. I'm blaming the hat. It was a kind so of like, a glass slipper situation. You were looking for sort of head Cinderella. <laughs> well, the I think yeah. I think if you're gonna, head. I think if you're gonna have like a big head then it then as long as it's in proportion with your body i think that's okay like you don't want to be like like kind of on the easter island heads where like the, no, the body not much is body on like, those it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of huddled up yeah you, well, i mean i think it's all about proportion to the body i mean if, if someone's a big fellow and they've got a big head you wouldn't really re remark on them having a big head it's when it's out of proportion with the body that's when it no, like, see, I wouldn't say you have a small head, Phoebe. I would just say you're overall quite a small woman and your head yeah. is kind of, it makes sense. You look at Phoebe and you're like, yeah, that head goes with that body, you know? Yeah, it's, not, not, like, it's not like freakish. It's not like kind of freakishly small. I don't look like I've been like, I don't look <laughs> like, like I've you've had been a... <laughs> captured by a tribe in Borneo or something. I don't look like I've had a mage curse placed on yeah. me or anything. Anything like that. <laughs> this do, is now do... just reminded me of the fucking... <laughs> Once we went to stay with this friend of ours in Oxford and uh, he was like, what do you want to do today? And we were like, I don't know. And then he went, we could go to the Pitt Rivers Museum. And then my mate Charlie went, isn't that the one with all the shrunken heads? And he goes, yeah, they do. And he's like, well, I don't know. They might have gotten rid of the shrunken heads now. There was some controversy about the shrunken heads. And then we went in there and there was this one case that had been like blacked out, whereas all the other cases were like glass. And it had been backed out with this information board. And it was like, have you come to see the shrunken heads? <laughs> and then it had this like long kind of like, we are sorry. We are holding ourselves accountable for the fact that we used to have an exhibit of shrunken heads. <laughs> but actually, it was wrong of us to have the That's exhibit really of shrunken heads. Um, in, all like, in all fairness, like the, uh, the campaign to have the shrunken heads removed was actually like a perfectly reasonable one. And it was really really fucked up that they still oh i have no comment on that have shrunk in heads until quite, it was until just quite the, recently the placeholder exhibit that said have you come to see the shrunken heads <laughs> well here well here's You're what we think about surprise. you you fucking dickheads how about going somewhere else to see some shrunken heads because you can't see them here um do you yeah. do you reckon that the that whoever it was that the easter island statues were based on mm. do you reckon that after they'd finished they were sort of really offended and says, oh, I don't look like that, do I? It's not. It's that. You've made me look. You've made me look really grumpy. I don't think I look mm. like that. If I look like that, if I look like that, just so you know, I'm never going outside ever again. If that's a fair representation of my face. Um, a whole family of people with massive heads. Yeah, exactly. Just based all these statues on. Yeah, and it's just really, really mean, and just like really kind of unflattering unflattering statuary yeah i'm just looking at the god it really is in the middle of nowhere isn't it easter island off the coast of, i mean it says it's it's part of chile but i mean it's just it's just in the middle of the sea is it still called easter island or has it had a, has it been re has it has it had a kind of old name 
Yeah. Easter Easter yeah. Island or Isla de Pascua, which is just Spanish for Easter <laughs> Island. Um, but isn't it like um, there obviously was an indigenous population there, but didn't it like depopulate? Um, am they I am probably I... all left because they didn't like the statues? Yeah, fucking like, hate like, those statues. Every time I just like I, I, interior I, design I, different. Fucking look, just look around, and there's that yeah. there's that statue, and it's mm. it, it's really it's making me feel really self conscious. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know a lot about that. I just have this vague memory that Easter Island, yeah, like something something happened to the people who lived there or, yeah, I don't, yeah, I've got some vague memory that it was like kind of un- uninhabited uh, eventually, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Willing, willing Sarah, to be have corrected. Any, have you got <laughs> any intelligence about um, about Easter Island? No, my parents went there once and they took little pictures oh. next to the big heads with my mom going like this. Nice. That's all I got it's quite, for you. It's quite an unusual trip. My mother is very into unusual trips. It's part of her identity. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. She's mm-hmm. one of those people. She's one of those people. Easter yep. Island, Stonehenge. Yes, yes. Um, You know, just wherever the other suburban ladies don't go. That's where my yeah. mom's interested in going. She's a little different. T-Bay from the services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Yeah. You won't see a lot of them there. No. Um, so, yeah, George basically becomes offended that, uh, you know, James Fader is going around of, of apologizing to everyone else, but he hasn't apologized to George. And uh, George decides to confront him um, and he gets a sarcastic apology initially. And then he pursues him via his sponsor and then gets a, a real apology out of him but it doesn't include the words I'm sorry so he's sort of haggling with him about that and then eventually James Bader loses it yeah and uh, returns to returns to drinking yeah and mean, meanwhile the um, meanwhile the sponsor encourages Costanza to go to Rageaholics yeah anonymous this is what America offers is the other anonymous groups Mm. Those, those are the two yeah you yeah. can be an alcoholic or you can be angry that's it yeah or you can be in the hackers <laughs> in the what in the hackers you know just that group that call themselves anonymous that do all the like you oh, know of course like the, the, like the oh, voice changer like oh, yeah, if you do yeah, not yeah. comply yeah are they yeah. still are they still around I kind of feel like they're, I kind of feel like they, they're not they crop up occasionally you know hmm. but you think you think they're gone but then they're back they're like take that You've forgotten about them. <laughs> They're the Gary Barlow of, um, <laughs> activists. Yeah. Um, guys, may I just flag that I will need to be, oh, if I'm correct in assuming that we're going through all four plot lines, yeah. I have to be off by a quarter two. Yeah, to absolutely. Go get my okay. Fine. okay right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, we can, we can rinse through the rest of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's George. He gets it around. Elaine's plot line, meanwhile, is that a woman, a, a woman at work uh, despite the fact that they're the only two women that use this particular bathroom, she discovers that she's using a seat protector. And Elaine takes great offence to this and eventually goes to the woman's office and is like, well, what do you think you're going to gonna catch something have, off me? We have seen her before. This is Peggy, who mistakenly called Elaine Susie. Mm. Right. In the yeah. Susie. Um, so they've brought, they've, brought, they've brought Peggy back. That so actor was yeah. fantastic. I don't know what her name mm. is, but she's so funny. She's so funny. Yeah. It's such, it's such, she's such a good bit, bit part. It's it's a bit sad that we don't really we don't really see Peggy again because I lo- I love mm. Peggy. Yeah, and this woman is like, uh, well, you know, you do sleep with a lot of men. Oh my god. Um, you know, 
And meanwhile, Lane has got back together with Puddy because his um because his apartment was being fumigated. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that Puddy is a recovering germaphobe, and so she brings him in to to help Peggy with her germophobia, which is all sort of related to Elaine, because uh, Elaine gets uh, gets incensed and uh, starts picking up various objects that belong to Peggy and yeah. kind of coughing on she them and rubbing the them on herself. Um, rubs the keyboard on her ass. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, and Peggy, uh, and then Peggy has to take a kind of leave of absence because she is so sort of horrified by what she's done. And she blames Elaine. Everyone at work is blaming Elaine. And this is, this is Elaine's line delivery which is my favorite line delivery yeah i love the entire not just like the entire not just the entire uh, entire show uh i think in acting this is my favorite line delivery she she says she thinks she thinks i made her sick because i coughed on her doorknob put her stapler in my armpit and put her keyboard on my butt and then she realizes that everyone is looking at her uh completely horrified at this at this behavior and she says yeah She's a wacko. <laughs> it's, it's it's just it's such a perfect it's such a perfect line reading. Mm-hmm. One of the Elaine moments in this that I thought again was like oh per- perfect is when mm. when Kramer wants to sniff her, and a, in a <laughs> again in a lesser show it would just be like ew. You the joke would be that he wants to sniff her in a lesser yeah. show. In this show, she says yes. And then after the first, and then we get to see the sniffing. And then when he tries again, it's like, that's enough. No, no, and that was just enough. so much funnier than just saying no in the first place. Yeah. yeah Brilliant. Yeah. Like, and she's yeah, like, whiff but, away. Oh, the whole, God. The whole, the whole character of Elaine is Julia Louis-Dreyfus's own, as far as oh. I'm concerned. Like, maybe they wrote her lines, but she she made the character. If you ask me. If you ask me. Mm. One of the greatest um, of all times. She just is. Yeah. And so, yeah, her and her and Puddy go to see this woman to assist her with her germaphobe recovery. Um, and they and this, and they, when, this is when Puddy says, like, you know, I know what I know, I know how you feel, like, and I'm 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 recovering now. Great Puddy, great Puddy line as well. No, I'm Turns in recovery got, now. So <laughs> I would be lying this. if I said her, her slippers didn't disgust me. Yeah, he says about her her slippers being disgusting. Mm. But I think the the really good putty line reading. There are two good putty line readings in this in this in this episode. One where he shows her his gold ten year necklace, and she says, "What's this?" Thing? And he says, "It's a germ. It's a germ. It's a germ. I I love the bit where he says her slippers are disgusting, and then Lane goes, "Right, we're broken up for the rest of the day. Beat for the rest of the day." <laughs> yeah, I did. I I nodded at my girlfriend at that point, and I went, "That is you." And she was like, yeah, that is me. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all, all, we've all been there. And the other, and the other amazing bit of, bit of putty is that we find out that when he is on his own in his house, he just sits and stares into the middle distance just like he does on the plane. <laughs> so that's like an established part of Puddy's character oh. is that he doesn't read and he doesn't do anything. He just sits and stares into the middle distance because... David Puddy has achieved a kind of monkish nirvana and he doesn't need the constant distraction. Mm. He is able to just be present and sit with himself, which I think is very beautiful. And he, 
I, I just I just really like this exchange with Kramer. So Kramer has just, has realized that he spends too long in the shower because Kramer is baby girl and he has uh and he has self care showers. So he's doing everything in the shower, but he's, he's spending too the long in there. Shower, yeah. So he's spending too long in there. Uh, he tries to find advice on how to shorten his shower <laughs> uh, by first by asking asking Jerry. Uh, that doesn't work because Jerry's a tease. Uh, and also because Jerry has uh, developed a bit of a phobia of being nude. Mm. Uh, oh, we forgot to say that Costanza advises Jerry to take his own clothes off to demonstrate to Melissa what good the difference between good naked and bad naked. And it turns out that Melissa knows, and she just doesn't think that she is capable of bad naked. Which I, you know, I, mm. I respect that from. Yeah, I think Melissa may her. have a point here. Um, Although Jerry is ripped, that's what I learned from this. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's, okay he's, do- he's doing okay he's, he's pretty jacked he is he's a he's a you know what a genius but not a sexy man i've never found mm. him sexy no he's not he's not he's he not has sexy. sort of a non-sexual energy doesn't he yeah, yeah. but yes his body is lovely but you know this, everyone's body is lovely when they're young to some extent isn't it it's like a good yeah. young mm. body <laughs> yeah <laughs> said very it's wistfully re- <laughs> yeah like did you guys read that steve martin um born standing up book no. no. Oh, there's a there's a line in it just about like you sort of look back at some point. And you're like, well, everyone was a model for no other reason than that we were like 28. Not that he's that young in there, but still, he's one of the richest men alive, so it's like he's 28. Yeah, I think that's mm. fair. I think that's a fair fair assessment. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, you're you're right, and I think it's very unfair on Jerry in this particular episode to mm-hmm. put him alongside Spader at full. At full pervert sale. Full power, <laughs> Spader. Like no one, no one's. No one's coping next 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 to that. Uh, so so Kramer goes to the public goes to the public gym uh, to make notes on people showering. Uh, he says he's just got to get some liquid soap and focus. But then it doesn't it it doesn't work. He gets it down to half an hour. Uh, he says what he kept is even stronger. But he turns out he's not washing the soap off. So what he decides to do is uh, just go is just go the other way and spend all of his time in the shower. Mm. And that includes uh, talking on the phone, uh, ordering ordering his chinos from from J Crew because he's not a jeans guy. We know that Kramer is not a jeans guy. My question is: If you're spending all your time in the shower, do you really need chinos? Mm. <sighs> well, it's more it's chicken more, and egg. I mean, these are the big questions. Mm. Maybe you just get some waterproof chinos. Mm. See, I'm assuming that that Milo, because of your thing about the the, the wrinkly fingers, you would oh, not care to it. spend all of your time in the shower. Mm. Oh, ugh. yeah, that's my real, like that. that's like my like one you? autistic sensory thing. Oh, it's you can't like have the, wrinkled fingers? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm so far on one end of the spectrum. I'm just about, I'm just about visible all the way over there. And it's like, yeah, my one thing is if my fingers get wrinkled in the shower, I can't fucking touch anything until they're unwrinkled because it grosses me out. I mean, oh, interesting. particularly anything rough. Like, I'm okay, like, picking up a shampoo bottle or whatever, you know, like... And that. But, like, for example, the idea of rubbing my hands together in that scenario, horrible. That would be very hard for you. It's yeah. like picturing, oh. like, Cary Grant, like, trying to pick up the shampoo bottle with his with his wrinkly mm. fingers and being... Yeah, that's just, in a oh, full just, suit, um, but that's just, like, uh, soggy. Which, yeah, Brim of his trilby, really like, sagging suit. down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, hor- horrendous, horrendous stuff. So uh, Kramer is preparing some food in the shower and it's kind of clogging up the drink, uh, clogging up up the drain rather, sorry. 
And so he contacts Puddy for advice on how to install a garbage disposal. And this is where there's the wonderful Puddy line reading where he says, oh, it's a big job. You have to, you have to un- like unlatch the, the main drain. And, uh, <laughs> and Kramer says, it says, it says the auxiliary drain. And, and Puddy says, that's a, that's a misprint. What you got there, Clarkman? Because he- It's a misprint. A power- it's a misprint. It's clearly Coming he's done, back, the, I'll he's talk done you this it. before. Uh, so he cooks- a thank you, uh, a thank you dinner for Puddy, which Elaine and Peggy are involved in for some reason. They find out that the food has been in the shower with Kramer, and uh, so they then all have to go to Germophobics Anonymous mm. because of, of Kramer. And George is like, Jake- "What are you guys doing at Germophobes?" And then they all just go Kramer. <laughs> And meanwhile, meanwhile, Jason has been encouraged to go to Rageaholics alongside Alcoholics Anonymous because he has lost it with George. Costanza shows up. He tries to get Jason to apologize in front of everybody and uh, and he bebops and scats all over him yet again because he is riffing. And that's the end. Of, and that's the end of the episode. Mm. This yeah. perfect, oh, perfect 22 yeah. minutes. Perfect 22 minutes. Oh, and Jerry and his girlfriend go back to wearing clothes, but it doesn't work because they keep imagining each other naked. Yeah. To differing differing results, I suppose we could say. Yeah. Yeah. He's ruined it. Yeah, that bit where Elaine says a man naked is wrong. It's Simeon. (laughs) Simeon. It's for getting around. It's like a Jeep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, It remains for me to thank Sarah very much for joining us. Thank you guys very much for having me. Well, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, yes. I'd like to plug uh, my own podcast where we talk about uh, television. There's an intertextual dynamic there, everybody. Is it about television or is it about a marital dynamic? It's about both. So we try to watch TV, how people watch TV. Um, Mm. It's called They Like to Watch, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Check that out. And um, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for being a page. No, it's free. I don't think it is. It's a free one. one. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We have a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. It's $3 a month for the bonus episodes. It's $5 a month for the Discord and the Movie Corner, as well as all of that. And $10 a month if you want the uh, the What's the Deal miniseries on top of all that other good stuff. So please do check that out. It enables us to continue watching Seinfeld. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.